And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Thursday, July 1st, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, cybersecurity cooperation between the corporate and federal sectors still has a long way to go. Plus, agencies operating jails had a hard time keeping them COVID-free. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Pentagon is getting ready to wind down the COVID-19 task force officials stood up toward the beginning of the pandemic. But that doesn't mean DOD considers the pandemic over. Officials say they've made huge strides in vaccinating service members, but tighter restrictions could still return to at least some bases if there are outbreaks of the Delta variant of that virus. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has got an update on DOD's COVID response. Based on the latest numbers, DOD announced Wednesday the military services have made significant progress in convincing service members to take the vaccine. 68% of the active duty population has now had at least one dose. That's up from vaccination rates of just 27% earlier this year, after the inoculations became widely available to troops. Dr. Terry Adiram is the Acting Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs. And I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but 31% of our active duty are under the age of 35, which is one of the populations that's perhaps the toughest to uh, have uh, vaccinated uh, nationally. So um, this is really incredible work that's been done by um, the department. And as a pediatrician, I want to note that our families overseas, for which we have accurate data, um, they've done a great job accepting vaccination, with 77.4% of 16 to 17-year-olds vaccinated and 62.3 of 12 to 15-year-olds. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm very pleased as a pediatrician. There's also good news when it comes to actual coronavirus infections. As of this week, only 21 COVID patients are hospitalized in military treatment facilities. That's down dramatically from a peak of 240 patients in January, says Lieutenant General Ronald Place, the director of the Defense Health Agency. If individuals need further evidence of why they should get vaccinated, I have one additional data point. Of those 21 COVID-positive individuals in DOD hospitals yesterday, my current records indicate that none were vaccinated. Despite the relatively high vaccination rate, the department is still pushing the message that the vaccines are safe and that any potential side effects pale in comparison to health risks of contracting the actual disease. The Defense Health Agency is also taking steps to make sure that any DOD beneficiary who's had their first shot in a two-dose vaccine regimen gets their second. That's partly because of the emergence of the Delta variant. Current data shows one shot is about 33% effective against that variant, but two doses are 88% effective. Place says Delta is just beginning to show up in the military population's health surveillance, so it's difficult to tell how large a factor it will be. So far through the pandemic, we've done genomic sequencing, at least the report that I got on Friday, of 6,409 different cases. Of those 6,409 different cases, there have been 25 that were the Delta variant. Of those uh, 6,409, just over 1,800 were a variant of concern. By far and away, the majority were the Alpha variant which is the UK variant. 22 of those 25 were positive deltas in the last two weeks, and it takes approximately two weeks to do 
genomic sequencing. So we're always going to have a little bit of data lag when it comes to variants of concern. But so far, the majority are not the Delta variant, but we are now starting to see it in our population. Right. And we do monitor, you know, just all um, of the whole genomic sequencing, you know, the numbers um, and where um, the Delta variant seems to be transmitted. Um, it's just super important that people get vaccinated to stop that transmission. And whatever effects the new variant has on the military population, it's likely to be highly variable based on geography. Because of that, the department is warning service members and families that there's at least a possibility that some places that have already eased their COVID restrictions might have to retrench a bit. Adiram says those decisions will be made by local commanders and won't necessarily have much to do with the DOD vaccination rate in that specific area. We anticipate that health protection conditions could change at some of our installations um, in the future based on outbreaks that result from the high transmittability of the Delta variant. It's spreading rapidly across communities with lower vaccination rates and will likely become the predominant variant in the United States. Therefore, the Delta variant poses a threat to our service members who are not fully vaccinated. There is emerging evidence that the Delta variant may cause more serious disease, but even mild infections that do not result in hospitalizations are a threat because they can cause long-term after effects. So the best way to beat the Delta variant is to be fully vaccinated. Meanwhile, the department's broader response to the pandemic is starting to wind down. For example, the last active duty troops staffing federal vaccination centers returned to their normal duties last month. At their peak, there were 48 such sites staffed by more than 5,000 troops. Max Rose, who will soon leave his current post as special advisor to the Secretary of Defense for the pandemic, says much of the DOD COVID task force's work and lessons learned will be folded into normal operations in the coming days. At Secretary Austin's direction, we have conducted a full strategic review and reissuance of all COVID-19 policy documents in order to ensure that all of our guidance irrespective of who it touches, from force health protection guidance to so much else, that it reflects the latest in medical guidance and medical science from public health officials, data scientists, and laboratories, and of course, yes, the CDC. We're proud to be offering the department's unprecedented, unmatched logistical expertise as part of the interagency effort to support our allies and partners by delivering millions of doses of vaccines, critical supplies like oxygen cylinders and regulators, N95 masks, COVID-19 rapid diagnostic test kits, as well as continuing the support of the acquisition of billions of dollars in critical pandemic supplies and resources. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, agencies operating prisons and jails had a hard time keeping them COVID-free. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.